Good morning. So good to be with you all. And so nice to see um, so many um, visitors with us. You know, it's um, so glad that you can be here this morning. Um, okay. I, sorry, can we, is there one more light? No, or is it? You know, sorry, H. Without my glasses, I can hardly see, you know, and so I don't want to be rambling on. Um, yeah, you know, so in our open, opening liturgy just now, and even the candle lighting, you know, we, we're all about love. Right, this week, this week of Advent is about love. And love is really a popular theme during the, the Christmas season. Right? Um, we watch movies, we have songs about love, about finding love, falling in love. Maybe sometimes we pine for love. You know, there's just so many feel-good, like heartwarming Christmas love stories out there during this season. Who loves those stories, by the way? I'm just, yeah, my husband loves them. <laughs> I mean, and I love to watch it with him, you know. Um, but as Pastor we prayed just now, sometimes Christmas can be difficult, right? It can be a difficult season for many, especially if they are reminded of loved ones they've lost or maybe they've lost relationships. Or maybe that romantic love just never seems to find them. But it can also be difficult because of financial strain or strain financial relationships and family relationships. And maybe it's a season of grieving and illness like what Pastor Wade prayed. And it can be hard to feel connected to Christmas stories of serendipitous romantic love, love at first sight, or even joyous family reunion and celebration. Instead of joy, peace, and love, the Christmas experience can be filled with loneliness, anxiety, and depression. Maybe this is true for some of us here this morning or online. I find it so ironic that Christmas is touted to be the most wonderful time of the year. And yet, not everyone is feeling the love, even though Everywhere around us, you know, it's just screaming, love is in the air. And so what I want to do today, I want to do something different today. I want to tell you a story, a Christmas love story. It's a love story that is different from others, and I think it's a love story that needs to be told more often. It's a love story that leaves no one out. Let us pray. God, thank you that you have a story for us. And thank you that all the stories of our lives can be embedded, can be taken into this big, grand story of you and who you are. And there's so much room in this story, so much love in this story to welcome others in. So as we listen to that 
story of love today, may we encounter all of you. May we see you. For ultimately, this story is first and foremost about you. Then it is about us. So we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so there will not be many slides today. Um, just signposting. And other than the scripture that you will see coming up on the few slides, there are also some Bible passages here in the bulletin. And so I will not be touching on all the Bible passages today, but they frame the story I'm about to tell you. If I were to ask you, how do you know God loves you? You'll probably say, because he died for my sins. It is true that we know God loves us because he died for our sins. But you know what? It doesn't stop there, nor does it begin there. So where does it begin? Once upon a time, in the very beginning, there was a community. There were three persons in that community. You might be able to guess who these three persons are. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Although they also exist collectively as one being, one God. We sometimes call it the Trinity. The three members of the community loved each other. And they were in this beautiful, loving, and self-giving relationship with one another. They were not lacking in any way. They did not need human fellowship. But guess what? Out of sheer love and pleasure and wanting to extend this communion of love and joy, they created people, human beings, us to share in this beautiful, nourishing life of theirs. Let us make humankind in our image, says God. This beautiful community of God, of the Trinity, wanted to include you and I in their fellowship. Now let's pause for a sec. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine the powerful, almighty God, sovereign God who made the entire universe, wants to spend time with you and wants to be in relationship with you? I love telling my niece, Stephanie, and she happens to be sitting there, how she was so loved even before she was born. And she would give me this little green. And I hope you can smile today too, knowing that God loved you from the very beginning. There's someone who loved you and wanted you, even before you were born. God loved the human creatures dearly, and it could have been a, and they live happily ever after ending, if not for the fact that the story took a turn. When human beings, God's children, we became somewhat naughty and rebellious. We rejected the one who made us and loved us from the very beginning. We wanted our own way and we got our own way which was very self-destructive and others destructive. The story was on its way to a very bad ending. But God so loves us too much to let the story turn out that way. Although they, 
God in three persons did not need our fellowship. They loved us dearly and wanted to bring us home. We want to have Brenda with us forever. We want to have Case with us forever and Alex and Wade and Erica. I cannot see all the faces, but yes. And Candy, I can. You know, so we want to have them with us forever. And we want to see them become fully the image bearers that they are meant to be. How might we unite humanity to us once again? How might we draw them near to us once again? How do we bring them home to us? Nine months before Christmas. Divinity and humanity were united in Mary's womb when baby Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. God the Son would enter our world and become a human being. We call that the incarnation, the reason for Christmas. God the Son emptied himself and took on human form, came as Jesus Christ, sharing in our human nature. Fully human, fully God at the same time. Now we might think, okay, so what? But I think it's an astonishing thing that God becomes one of us, the incarnation. You know how crazy that sounds? This is about God who had no need for us, but who loved us so much that even when we've been naughty, he was willing to become who we are to bring us home. What does it mean to go home? Now, I'm not talking about home as in one physical location versus another. I'm talking about going home to God, to life with God, going back to being in relationship with God, to share in that communion of love and joy. God wants to draw near to us. He wants to be known. God doesn't want to be an idea that we think about. God doesn't want to be distant from his children. And in Jesus, who is God the Son, in flesh and blood, God has drawn near. We get to know God. We get to taste His love for us in very real ways. We get to experience His heart. Scripture, the Bible, is full of stories of what it's like to encounter God. But going home is also about going home to the unbroken, whole version of ourselves. Now, if you're anything like me, well, maybe it's just me, you are probably aware of things in you that you might not like so much. I don't like that I can be very abrupt and impatient and short with my father. I don't like that I'm so easily stirred by him, that button. I don't like that at every instance where my trust is being betrayed, all I want to do is to put up a wall so high and thick that nothing could get through, not even love. I don't like that I don't like so many things about myself. And you might have your own list of things. But did you know that there is a version of me and a version of you that is unbroken? And the incarnation 
Christmas paves the way for us to go home to that version of us. How? We get to see in the human Jesus what an unbroken human being looks like. We get to see what it means to be God's image bearer. I, Brenda, get to see my potential. I get to see what Brenda could be like and would become one day. And you know what? That's exciting for me. It fills me with hope because one day I will be like Jesus. But at the same time, I also get to see just how I'm not like Jesus. I get to see just how much I fall short of what I was meant to be. But thank God that I don't have to make myself good as if I can do that on my own. I don't have to pretend to be good just because Jesus Christ is coming to town. I don't have to not cry. I don't have to not pout. I can cry. I can pout. I can be myself, fully myself, precisely because Jesus Christ is coming to town. He sees me when I'm sleeping. He sees me when I'm awake. He knows if I've been bad or good. But he doesn't say, so be good for goodness sake. He says, I love you. You don't have to pretend to be good. You don't have to make yourself good because you can't. I know all of who you are, your wounds, your past, your baggage, your secret thoughts, your hidden motivations. I know you fully and I love you just as fully, just like how I've always loved you. Most of the time, we are afraid to be fully known, even in our closest relationships. We package ourselves very nicely so that we'll always be liked and loved. But that kind of love does not feel secure, does it? Maybe in the heart of hearts, we wonder, what if people know the truth about me? Will they still love me? You know, there is nothing deeper in us than our longing to be fully known and yet fully loved. God, fully knowing the worst of us, still chose to enter our world into our humanity to love us all the way home. See, in becoming like us, God enters into our pain, our suffering, our diseases, our cancer our loss, our grief, our despair, our brokenness, our loneliness, our shame. We are not alone. In becoming like us, at the cost of his own life, he was able to completely set you and I free from the root of all our sins and brokenness so that he can give us our lives back. And what is that? It's the unbroken version of ourselves. In becoming like us, Jesus was able to become the intermediary between God and humanity, paving the way for us to go home, to be near to God again. For there is one God and one intermediary between God and humanity, Christ Jesus, himself human. And you know what? God in Christ Jesus not only became like us, he has remained like us. Did you know that? God the Son did not 
put on like a coat of humanity for 33 years, walk around the earth, went to the cross, died, got resurrected, mission accomplished, and then put off his coat. He is like us forever. His ascending to his father after his death and resurrection did not reverse the incarnation. He did not drop his human body on his way to join God the Father. The incarnation is a forever deal. Christmas is permanent. God, get this, God changed his mode of being forever to usher us home. In remaining like us, Jesus holds our humanity before the Father as our high priest, interceding for us, championing us. Brenda, you don't know how to pray? Let me, your high priest, pray on your behalf. Oh, Brenda, I see that you are so broken with grief. You can't say a word. It's okay. Let me pray for you. We don't have to try so hard to get his attention. We don't need to fret and stress over using just the right words to pray so that he'll listen to us. We sometimes do that, don't we? We already have his attention. He is our great high priest. He is for you. You know, I love how well these words of Cherith Nodling, um, actually the daughter of um, a New Testament scholar whom I greatly respect, how she describes God's heart for us. And I'm going to read that to you. But I want these words to mean something for each of you. This is for each of you. So let's hear this. How could I possibly be more for you than to become like you as a choice of freedom and love and to become like you and take that into my way of being God permanently so that you are never without somebody who is also your permanent advocate. So you can't make me love you more. You can't make me love you less. Nothing you do, height, depth, powers, principalities, your brokenness, your horrible past, your attempts to try to be good. Nothing can separate you from the love that has now been guaranteed to you in Christ Jesus, who holds you in that communion with the Father by the Spirit. And those precious words of love, God is for us. And God is always longing for us to come home and to keep coming home. We are going right now to end with a short video clip. You know, it's Christmas, it's Advent, it's Christmas. And what's Christmas without some cozy, heartwarming Christmas clips, right? My husband is also proud of me. So we're going to watch this clip, um, which is actually a, a supermarket Christmas ad. But it does remind me of the heart of God for his children. So let's watch this together. Mm. 
Hallo Papa, ich bin. Hallo Opa. Ich wollte nur kurz anrufen und dir Bescheid geben. Wir werden es Weihnachten dieses Jahr wieder nicht schaffen. Wir versuchen es nächstes Jahr und dann klappt es ganz bestimmt. Fröhliche Weihnachten, Papa. Bis bald. Fröhliche Weihnachten, Opa. There goes a day, there goes a week So many goals I had to reach The more I did, the less I cared The more I miss the love you've shared If life is a song, somehow it's sad I don't know the words without your dead You've been on my mind all the time And I miss saying you used to be just some walls that I know But the truth is that home means nothing without you Wie hätte ich euch denn sonst alle zusammenbringen sollen? Christmas is about a very special kind of homecoming. And God invites us all to come home and to keep coming home to Him. You may or may not have families that want you or need you. You may or may not have relationships that cherish you. But God wants you. And God is bidding you come home. All of you. And that is, in my mind, the greatest Christmas story of love of all time. Church and friends, may you take this time, this Christmas time, to really reflect and soak in God's astonishing love for you. And right now, we're going to go into a time of worship as the worship team leads us in a song that is about Jesus being the love form of God. Thank you, worship team. 